Welcome to the Do Divorce Right podcast. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and I'm here to help you transition through your divorce with ease and integrity, to not only survive the challenges of your divorce, but to thrive as you come out the other side of it with a much better life than you ever hoped possible. On this show, we talk about many different aspects of divorce, interview women who have their own incredible divorce stories, or those who can offer some great advice as you go through yours. The focus here is to help you find the strength and support to help you feel lighter, happier, more positive, and in a better frame of mind to face the inevitable challenges of your current journey. Okay, welcome back to the Do Divorce Right podcast. I'm delighted to be joined today by Stacey Smart, who is an astrologer, a feminine movement facilitator, a percussionist, and a mum, amongst many other things. Um, Stacey, I'm really looking forward to chatting with you and seeing what advice you would have for women as they're navigating um, their own separations and divorce, and especially in the area of understanding more about yourself and how you can communicate to other people. Before we go into all of that, though, did you want to share a little bit more about your background and how you came to do what you do do now? Oh, thanks, Becca. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you pretty much covered most of it there. But, yeah, I'm an astrologer. I've been a music teacher for sort of 25-plus years and I guess I've always had lots of things going on. So this is where life's kind of taking me. Um, I've also been a homeschooling mum for the last sort of 18 months. So, yeah, wow. just all the hats. And, and yeah, I just love, you know, helping women who I guess really want to grow and, you know, stretch their edges to yeah, become, you know, their, their true self and connect with their own, you know, unique rhythms and who they really are authentically because I feel like in our society we get sort of we have to all be in these boxes and, you know, be on these fast-paced rhythms of life that our culture kind of tells us we have to be on and I just feel like there's got to be a better way. You know, I, I was really burnt out a few years ago after um, my youngest went to school and, um, yeah, it just life there's another there's a better way so I just love helping women that want to I guess soften more into their feminine and yeah understand know thyself a bit more how did you get into astrology specifically oh I think I was like 18 when I discovered that there's more than just our sun sign and I discovered something of you know my moon sign and then it was like whoa now I really understand I was like you know the, the all the flashing lights went on so it's really been an area of self-knowledge and, you know, self-study for many years. Yeah. And eventually, yeah, a few years ago, I just decided to do a certification. It was all by coincidence. I just clicked on something and then I was like, oh, you're on the wait list to join the certification. I was like, oh, I didn't actually oh, am I? plan to do that. <laughs> um, but, in, you know, in my newsletters, I've been talking about astrology for many years and I've been talking about the new moon and the full moon and I always I'd always be thinking, why am I talking about astrology? I'm not even selling astrology. You know, I was doing, at that stage, I was doing drum circles and more like the Koya feminine movement and all these other, like I said, all these other threads. Um, But now I'm actually bringing the astrology in more, which I find people find really helpful. Yeah. Do you find it just a coincidence that rhythm is your background and astrology is all about the rhythm of cycles and like there's, there's just so much? (laughs) <laughs> synchronous well, exactly I, I, that's why I had to use the word rhythm in my business name Stacey's astrology and rhythm because yeah I think there's no coincidence I'm sure like it's all connected and 
to go on a whole other tangent, you know, if you start talking about drumming and, and you know, women who used to drum and it was all connected to the cycles of the moon and wow. the earth and the seasons and the Celtic wheel and like we just had solstice yesterday at time of recording or two days ago. So I feel like rhythm is so innate in our human bodies and beings and, and remembering who we are that the astrology is just another thread into, you know, the, the drumming is our heartbeat. It's, it's our heartbeat. It's our connection to the mother and, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm jumping all over but hopefully Which is fine, which is fine. You're very welcome to do that. I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm like this much woo-woo. So when you talk about drumming circles and feminine movements, I'm like I haven't done much in these spaces but, you know, in, in a lot of other areas I'm way more woo-woo than people would expect. So yeah. I'm definitely, I don't know if you find that term derogatory or not, but I, I'm definitely no, not at all. We were curious, let's say. Um, right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, love, I love bringing it back to being grounded because I think it's probably become woo-woo because it got a bit demonised, you know. So I think it's yeah. really just, it's innate in us. I think we all have this in our, in our DNA somewhere, you know. Like I'm I said, sorry to hear that you think it's demonised. I felt that... Uh, it was more helping. You know, it's there's so much that we don't understand, and it's really hard when we don't know what we don't know either. So it's like this big nebulous cloud of information, and some people go so deep, like yourself and some, you know, human design experts, and you know, you can just go so deep into it. And if you scratch the surface a little bit, and you look and you go, "Oh my god, that's so fascinating!" And then I have yeah. to go back because, like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> just start um, somewhere and yeah go yeah. on the journey <laughs> well I just follow a couple of Instagram pages that really speak to me I'm like oh my god that's so spot on that's so interesting um tell me when people come to work with you and let's say they one of one of the I'm just trying to figure my way in with this question um one of the questions a lot of my clients struggle with is you know was this meant to be and also secondly how can I ever trust again to be able to make decisions I feel like I failed and made such a fundamental error in deciding that this was the path for my life and now it isn't and we talk through very much you know there are phases of life and that could have been exactly the right thing for you at that time and now it's time for something different but talk to me about you know, astrology and understanding a path that might be predetermined but also has the flexibility for who you are and as you evolve? And I don't even know if that question came across. <laughs> I guess yes. a question. It's such a big question. Yeah. Um, look, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, there's a lot to be here with, I suppose, if you, if you like the idea of soul contracts, you know, that could be one way to look at it, like you're sort of saying, it's like you've come together for a reason you know, whether that's to have children together or whether that's to learn certain lessons. That's certainly something that can often be shown in, in, in an astrology chart, especially when you put two of them together. And you can often see, you know, certain um, key planets or positions in someone's chart, if they line up with a partner's chart on a similar point, yeah. oftentimes that's a really good key indicator that there was something there that you both, you know, needed to learn. Um, for example, there's something we call the North Node, which is like a it's a point, a theoretical point in the sky to do with where our souls are evolving to and what, what we're here to learn and grow towards. Wow. And so, you know, if our, let's say our own soul um, North Node, if that's 
you know, linking up with our partner's Venus sign, which is all about relationships and love and beauty and sexuality, you know, that would be a really great key indicator. And we often do see that, you know, that, wow, you know, you can see that someone's Venus is connected with the other person's North Node. So they're learning something about that in this, you know, when this goes for a long time. Yeah. 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 And what about that idea of not being able to trust themselves? Um, you know, that's that's very common, right? I created this lifelong commitment with somebody. It didn't work out that way. How can I possibly choose a partner again? I was so convinced I was right. So how does somebody connect back with their own, I don't know, their, their own path and who, yeah, exactly who they are and, and that genuine self? And the reconditioning, I guess, from what you were talking about, we've been conditioned to think in a particular way and to to be something for other people. Yeah. Um, again, you know, there's so many aspects to a chart that can give you those answers. But yeah. fundamentally, you know, to know to know thyself. I mean, like I said, that is such a that's a lifelong study, and that's why I love astrology. To be honest, because it's it's never ending. You're always, even if you know your own chart, you're always going deeper. But I suppose to answer your question as simple as I can, yeah. Um, I feel like you know, knowing knowing your your fundamental, like your sun, which is kind of like who I am at my core, which a lot of people out there would probably know their star sign already. Oh yeah. But the other side is knowing your moon sign which is kind of like the the yin to the yang and it's almost like our, our feminine part of our counterpart to our sun and you know often not knowing our moon sign that inner self that's really a good way to I guess to feed ourselves and nourish ourselves or nurture ourselves and I suppose therefore to trust ourselves you know if we can actually have a better understanding of of who we are at this deeper level um, that's one way that we can be, you know, referencing from within rather than necessarily looking outside of ourselves. Um, or, uh, yeah, so that's that's one um, really important piece. Is I think knowing that's beautiful. These, yeah. Yeah, the moon, which is very feminine as well. Yeah, you mentioned, it might have been on your website actually, about helping women find more of their feminine and feel more comfortable and, and grow into their feminine um, which really, really resonates with me because I've had coaches say, look, everything you're doing, you're too much in the masculine, work like <laughs> do some more effort in this space. Um, so that's interesting. So learning about our moon sign helps us understand who we are in that more feminine character, if I'm understanding correctly, and then we can better know how to nurture that part of ourselves. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The, the moon sign, it really does, it's, you know, it represents our body and it represents what nourishes us in our private worlds. So when we go come home from being in the busy outside masculine doing world, mm -hmm. we can come home to our moon sign. So to give you an example, my moon sign is in the sign of Gemini, which we're currently in Gemini season at the moment, okay. um, which tends to be a very busy, social, mentally based sign. And I love reading. I love studying. I love you know, listening to podcasts and having great conversations. And so I'm nurtured by that. And I'll sit in the bath and I'll listen to podcasts in the bath. Like that's yeah, what I, you know, I love, I've listened, I've listened to your podcast in the bath actually before. Back <laughs> so nice to hear. <laughs> <laughs> so that, but that nurtures me and fills me up. But someone else with a different moon sign would be like, oh my gosh, like no way, you know, yeah. they might 
save that but an earth sign they might be really nurtured and nourished by making a really healthy meal and just doing something you know really walking in nature or something like that I love that I feel like you've given us a shortcut into figuring out our own most efficient effective self-care you know people talk about self-care self-care is the highest priority especially when you're going through a difficult time look after yourself look after yourself it's like here's a big long list of things that I could do I don't have time for all of those but really being able to figure out these are the ones that are really going to help you nourish yourself I love that thank you for sharing that learn something big that's gonna really help me and my clients um I wanted to ask you about communications now you have written an ebook and we'll send the link uh, in the show notes here calling crack communication codes for stellar relationships now I just want to remind the listeners that even if their relationship their romantic relationship has ended in many cases your co-parenting relationship remains so you still need to communicate no matter how crazy your ex-husband might be um so help us under help Explain then, what can we learn from astrology that helps us communicate differently? Yeah, great question. Um, all right, so we were talking about. I have a great answer for, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so look, the next sign that kind of next personal sign that comes on after the sun and the moon is our core self, is the Mercury sign, or and that's what all you know my ebook is talking about and what that represents. It's all about how we think and how we process information, taking information and then, you know, our communication style with others. And and like you say, whether that's partners or children or or anyone that's in our lives. And because it's so close to the sun, it's the first planet that makes its way around the sun, it's kind of like the first, it kind of represents our early stages of learning where we're just children and we're experiencing the world and, um, you know, we're starting to interact with the world around us. And so... Uh, yeah, so I'm going on the train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> the Mercury um, helps us understand. So it, it, the way I've just heard you explain it is essentially it's us pre-formed, is it? So it's where the really early version of ourselves before we've been manipulated by learning how to speak and, and do. So if, if that's understanding who we are at the core of the essence how do we then need to know somebody else's core essence to be able to find effective communication or it, it definitely helps like like i say this is a bit of a like secret shortcut if you can know someone else's sign then you know the best ways to to, to work with them obviously knowing our own sign is is the first step because knowing ourselves is <laughs> obviously the first thing but then you know understanding our partner's sign it just it just brings so much smoother communication and it helps us to avoid unnecessary, you know, power struggles or issues that just by understanding, like, for example, if, let's say if someone's Mercury is in a water sign, mm-hmm. the water signs are a bit more, they're a more emotional-based sign. Um, and quite often they need, they'll need a little bit more time to sort of feel the information or feel, you know, they need to be feeling it to be able to kind of communicate and, and, for example, my current partner's Mercury is in, in a water sign, um, whereas mine's in a fire sign, which is a lot more animated and a lot more sort of intuitive and quicker now. Very quick, yeah. Yeah. Um, versus this slower, you know, pace. And so you can see how that might be quite problematic if I'm not conscious of that, which in the past it certainly has been. 
Um, and there was even a time recently when I was trying to tell my partner something really exciting and he was, um, you know, he was closing his eyes, for example. And I'm thinking, why isn't he listening to me? Like I, from, because I want, you know, eye contact. And I started to get really annoyed. But he, he said, no, I'm listening to you. I'm closing my eyes so I can really take in what you're saying to me. And once I realised that, for example, I was like, oh, he's actually, he is listening beautiful. to me. Yeah. So that's just a simple example yeah. of, um, you know, giving, it just allows us to have a little bit more compassion and, you know, and even being, being able to give people a bit more time. If you know that you need to inform someone of, like you say, if the children have something going on or whatever it might be, sometimes just understanding, well, I need to give that person a bit more time to let them know that, let them think about that thing before I then want an answer from them or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, it's just very useful. Super smart. And then that helps minimise conflict. Um, yes, yeah. And, and that's always, always helpful in this Absolutely. situation. Um, can you give me... Um, an example then of how that might play out with your children, like understanding your child's Mercury sign and knowing that we need often need to get them to do what we want them to do. <laughs> how would that yes. play out? How could we use? Well, it's the same thing, like because because Mercury is how we process things and how yeah. we, you know, take certain steps like getting ready for school. If we, the same thing, like it's like, I mean, I've, I've for example, I can give you more examples of my daughters is, my, my eldest is very much a Taurus. Um, Jim actually's got lots of her personal planets in Taurus, so it amplifies not just her Mercury but her way of being in the world. And she, so she tends to be a lot more slower paced and I learned from a very young age when we had to even leave the playground or anything that I would give her time. I'd say, all right, we're going to be leaving in five minutes. You know, so she had time in her own time was always her catch cry and it even is now. She's 12. And it's just, it, like I say, it just minimises conflict because normally I'd be like, right, let's go, like, you know, out the door, and she's not ready to go yet. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just really helpful. That already and again, is my, helpful. My, my daughter in all of that. And, you know, as you're yeah. saying, I'm thinking through with my children just this week, my partner and I have been working towards planning a winter holiday and it has taken so much effort to try and align my work schedule and, you know, them flying together without me. Anyway, hours and hours. We finally booked the trip and I was like, kids, we're going to Thailand and we're going to, you know, rural adventures. And they were like, I don't want to go to Thailand. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, and I was so upset. And then it took me a few hours to think, okay, no, they just need to get used to the idea. One, I didn't consult them. We didn't make it an option. We just, you know, launched with this, we've got a wonderful solution to a problem they didn't know they had. <laughs> so yes. I definitely had to reflect on how that message could land and how do I get them to buy into the idea? A bit like when you're saying your daughter's not quite ready to leave the house yet. My son is very, very conservative in his thinking. If he can't imagine it, he will say no thank you. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to spend the next couple of weeks helping him imagine what, what fun we could have in Thailand and what that's going to look like and help him anticipate it. So maybe if I'd known his Mercury sign or just done a little bit more thinking about how it lands and the empathy that's needed to understand the other person I could have done that differently. <laughs> I mean, you know, instinctively we always learn anyway, don't we, by experience. Like, you know, after a while you, you start to know your children or, 
or your partner's ways and you, you I think we automatically work this stuff out anyway by trial and error often yeah but it is a bit of a shortcut I suppose to be able to kind of know it and do it a little bit more consciously to like you say avoid those, those conflicts true well I think it's really important to to not do it by instinct when you're in a very vulnerable situation so let's let's come back to women in separation and divorce actually this is a very very challenging time the last thing you want to have to do is rely too much on intuition because you know you can lose your you want to be angry you want to be frustrated you want to lash out and hurt the other person or you want to just fall into tears you know there's all of these emotions and I'm trying to teach a lot of my clients to be able to respond or to re- respond rather than react so yes. the, the more they can teach themselves to learn that helps them be empathetic to the other person or learn to take a pause before you know making a statement or having that piece of communication the better because it will land better so you're right we've probably done it trial and error up until now but it's time to stop take a moment think how could I do this better and I like the idea of the mercury signs at least being something that can teach us teach us to do that yeah it's a great tool yeah so tell me more about when clients come to work with you. You mentioned that quite a few of your clients are, I think you mentioned midlife, but we also said like mid-change. Like things are changing for them. They're trying to find themselves or rediscover themselves again. What does that look like? What ways do they work with you? Yeah, I, I definitely get a lot of clients in that kind of late 30s to sort of into their 40s, even, you know, more, you know, older than that as well. And that's often because we all go through these life initiations around about that age. Um, it's what, what that basically means on, a, on an astrological level is that when we're born, our planets are in a certain position and then they all make their way around the whole zodiac um, in different timelines depending on how far out they are from the sun. So as we mentioned, for example, Mercury is very close but when those bigger, slower planets make their way around, it can be, it can have a huge impact, you know, on on the cycles of life. And so there's these midlife initiation points basically that happen. And and typically there's certain things that we would, you know, signature types of things that we would see happening around those similar ages and always depends on our own chart to exactly what those ages might be. But, for example, usually around about our late 30s, which I know for myself was when my marriage started to kind of all the cracks started to form in my marriage and there were certain things that I tried to fix but it all kind of came to a head through what we might call this um, this astrological transit called the Pluto Square. Um, and it's sort of it's all about, you know, power and death and transformation and rebirth basically. So if, if let's say we've, we've managed to hold things in place like, you know, like a lot of women do and smile and nod and just put up with stuff and maybe underneath it actually getting really resentful mm. of certain patterns or interactions in relationships, nearly always if it's not dealt with, it all comes out to be, to be you know, seen and you've, you've got to face it. Um, so that's one very common, you know, transit that can happen. There's also one called the Uranus opposition, which um, I'm 44 and I actually just had mine a week or two ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But often it will happen around 41, around that sort of age as well. 
And that's another one which is sort of like all about sort of shocking, unexpected events can happen and and divorce can be a big time. That can be, can instigate divorce, you know, because it's a way that people are they're wanting to be their full authentic self. They're wanting to break through and, again, not be in that box anymore. Mm-hmm. And so they, they're like, Rah! and, you know, so typically this could play out where someone goes and has an affair and then, you know, gets the younger wife or whatever it might be. Right. And, and it may not play, you know, that might not be the healthiest way to deal with that energy because then you sort of have to deal with the reality of what that, how that might play out, you know. Um, but, you know, if, it's like understanding when the timeline of when those things are happening so that you can first of all understand what the hell's going on, why am I feeling all these feelings? So it gives you a way to to navigate and make sense of all these big emotions and and even outside events that could be appearing to play out outside of you, but it's obviously a reflection of what's also happening within you. Yeah. So it's helpful just to have that understanding and, and then find ways and tools to you can decide how you're going to take action with that. Yeah. 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 Mm. Tell me a little. You just touched now on your own separation, and as your as your that was coming apart. And you mentioned to me privately before that, this conversation that you had a fairly successful, you'd say, a successful separation. Could you tell me a little bit more about the the reasons why it's successful? Like, well, what behaviours, what whether it's communication, what did you do that you're pleased with? It could be you and or your partner that you would like to pass on to somebody else, like do it this way, it worked well for us? Oh, it's, I mean, sometimes you go, was I just lucky? I mean, it's hard to know, isn't it? Like you certainly can't control these things, I suppose. No, sure. But if you could codify it, which bits would you yeah. want to keep? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I mean, look, I think, you know, in a general sense, communication was definitely very high. And even though, like I said, me and my, my ex-husband parted ways, our communication was always reasonably good. So I guess that, you know, is as much as you can. And that's why understanding the Mercury sign is helpful because being able to keep those lines of communication open has been really helpful and being able to, um, and again, coming back to the moon sign, there's been times where I've understood, you know, <clears throat> again, how to just give a bit more time with, you know, not 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 um, throwing things out of out of left field because I know that's going to cause a problem and, and not get the result I'm wanting. So I'm often a bit more you know slow and steady with presenting things or you know, and, and I just understand like he's quite win win and, and finding a, a harmonious solution. So it's always right. giving a bit so you can receive a bit and 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 being willing to find the win win and the and you know the happy um, the happy solutions that can work for both people because I believe that is you know, very possible, you know. Absolutely. Like I said, when you've got to deal with children and that's just how it is, you're always going to have a relationship with this person if you've got children. So it's really important for everybody, um, including yourself. Yeah. Did you, just thinking through that, you know, you mentioned that you understood his moon sign so that you knew that you needed to approach things in a particular way. Does it ever feel a bit manipulative to think, all right, well, I know that I want this to happen and therefore I can do this, this and this in order to get there? Um, no, it doesn't. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, like I say, I think it's more just an instinctive, um, you know, like you just, yeah. you're not going to throw fuel on the fire if you don't have to. If you've got, I mean, I guess you could call it manipulation, but I don't, I don't think of it that way at all. I just think of it as using common sense, really. And if you've got this knowledge, 
Yeah. Why not use it? Yeah. And you've been separated for about five years already. So you've gone on to a new yeah. partnership. Um, yeah. Do you co-parent? With, um, so with my new partner, you mean? Oh, or? sorry. Do you co-parent with your ex? Are, are they coming from two different households? They are, yes. Okay. Yeah, one week on, one, one week off. So, okay. But he's only five minutes up the road. So it's a very, like I said, I think it's a little bit unusual situation. But That's fantastic. Welcome here. And, you know, it's we, we do working really well now where I can say, you know, I've got something on. Can you have the kids on this night? Or, you know, so we can just work it out. And it's like, again, I help him out. He helps me out. And... Yeah, I'm really I think that's amazing, Stacey. What what can what can we all learn from that? Like, how do we create more ex husbands like your ex husbands and more ex wives <laughs> like you? <laughs> um, if I was to have him on the podcast, what do you think he would say you did well together? Oh, and I, I can't have this one for us. Look, I, to be honest, like I think. It's this genuineness of like, even though the relationship didn't go well, it's this, I, I want the best for him, you know, as a person, as someone that was important in my life. Like I genuinely, you know, still have love for him and care about him, you know. So there is that level of like, he, you know, he's my girl's father. It, it's it's kind of, I suppose it's reframing the family as, okay, just because we're not together, it doesn't mean it's a different way of doing relationships. I suppose Hello. so. Um, I mean, look, not to say we haven't had moments. It's don't worry, like. <laughs> but um, I think, if like you I say, enough, being, we're all. It's okay. <laughs> totally, and and look, I've learned a lot even since separating around having really better boundaries and you know certain dynamics that may maybe have been playing out in the marriage. I've kind of learned how to have better boundaries or better ways of communicating what I want and things like that as I've you know, the last few years of growth and, and learning that I've been on. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I have to That was awesome, though. I really appreciate you sharing that. I, I wasn't intending to delve into your, <laughs> your oh, um, separation and divorce. Um, this, this question might be a little bit cheeky and you can tell me it's disrespectful, but uh, <laughs> when you met your new partner, did you first have to check his sign? Like, did you have to do his part <laughs> before you would entertain the idea of pursuing <laughs> one <laughs> uh, no 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 I didn't do that um although it's funny you should mention because we when we the very first time we ever met the conversation of astrology came up somehow and he says to this day and he's now an astrology himself I've kind of oh, wow. him. yeah experiential astrologer um and he always said it was my passion about astrology that um that really kind of got me got him interested in me so it's um yeah we've definitely got that as a way to to connect a lot. We're always talking about astrology and we're like we're su we're such nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have told you that. You you can call yourself that. I'm not going to do that. You mentioned that he's an experiential astrologer. What does that mean? Yeah, so traditional astrology is like what I do. You know, you look at someone's chart and and like like I do like using it as a counselling tool and understanding you know these cycles. And experiential astrology is more about uh, using the the symbols and you can and, and it kind of bypasses the mind in a way so you get deeper into into the body and into say if there's trauma in the lines or you know these whether whether you believe in past lives or even if you just believe in 
just think of it as our DNA and our ancestry through our through our mother lines or whatever. Wow. There can be ways to um, purge or to to bring up to the surface some of this sort of psychic gunk, I suppose. Psychic and, gunk, I love that. Yeah, if that's you know <laughs> whatever words you would use that we all have our stuff. Um, yeah, so yeah, his name's Ty Omdi Chilling. I'll give him a plug. <laughs> Tell me that again. Um, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, Ty Priddle, um, Omdige Healing is his business. Healing, beautiful. Yeah. Um, wow, that's quite incredible that you introduced him to astrology. And so who are his um, clients? Does he predominantly work with men or is it just how does someone choose whether to work with him or to work with you when they come and meet either of you? Well, that's a good point. We're actually talking about we're in discussions at the moment of creating some packages to do work together because we often find that our clients overlap a little bit. So someone might come to Ty for, uh, you know, a one on one, and then he'll say, "Oh, you need to go and see Stace for a bit more of the actual timeline." I mean, he 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 can do it all too, but I suppose I'm more specialising in those areas, and he's more working, like I say, in this more experiential way. Yeah. The range of tools that he has, um, but like I say, some people will come to me, and I'll see that they've got something coming up up in their chart. Like I said, let's say if they're about to go through a Pluto square for the next couple of years or Pluto's going over their moon, they're going through something, you know, pretty intense, I'll sort of say, oh, you might want to go and see, do some work with Ty because it's another way to sort of, you know, get into the body and actually bring, bring in more of the healing and have a way to, yeah, direct it all. Do you... Do you do you think can well, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a lot, a lot there. No, it's it's not just that. I worry about being offensive because I'm so freaking naive, mm-hmm. right? No, um, please don't. Well, I just worry that I'm gonna be asking stupid questions and you'll be like, No, never a stupid question. Waste of time. She should have read up about it before before talking. But like would I be right in assuming we don't imagine that your astro- astrological chart can predict anything for you? Is yeah, that that's right? a really good question. Um, look, Thank you, because so I'm you thinking, should I ask it or not? <laughs> it's a really good question because people often will, if, if I've been doing sort of generic astrology readings and I'm about to specialise into more specific areas like soul purpose readings, relationship readings, mercury readings, you know, because if you have a generic reading, some, some people's idea of what an astrology reading is is like a predictive, this is your future, right? But... And, and look, if someone comes to me for a more general astrology reading, I can usually see the themes that are currently playing out in their life, you know, say for the current little little ways ahead. But and some people might call themselves predictive astrologers if that's if they've got those more channeling gifts and that's their specialty. But I, I for me personally, I'm like I said, I'm more of a counselling astrologer. And whilst I can see the, the current themes that will be playing out in someone's life, um, how that's going to show up, obviously everyone's got complete um, agency. Yes, agency, that's a great word, to, as to how that's going to play out for them. And whilst you might go, okay, Pluto's, you know, big in your chart right now, so potentially that's going to mean, you know, you're going to be stepping into more of your power or you're going to be challenged around power or you might be going through some ego deaths or some big death and rebirth types of themes and and as to where that is in your chart let's say if it's happening in your um seventh house which is of you know one-to-one relationships it's like yeah your relationship's going to be going through big death and rebirth right now 
whether that means your relationship is going to end. That's right. It might be a rebirth of your, it might be a death of that way of relating and it might be, you know, that you're, it's going to transform into a whole new way of relating to your current partner. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it, and then, then you start getting into like other aspects of it all. Um, but yeah, it's like I say, everyone's different with how they work. And it's not intending, yeah, for sure. So it's not intending to be predictive exactly. It's coming back to that knowing yourself as well as possible and knowing the different impacts of of what's influencing your current condition. Mm. Would that be fair? Absolutely, yeah. I, I just think it's a great tool. That's how I think of it. And and for me, how I navigate my world is how I experience what's happening is through that lens and that language of astrology. It just gives me so much of a better understanding and just makes life a lot easier so you're not going what the hell is going on it's like oh yeah like mercury's in retrograde and whatever you know yeah what so just kind of coming to a wrap up then what else do you think what questions have I not asked you in order to get some really great advice for our listeners about how they can best navigate their challenges right now and and maybe use astrology as a tool to help them understand what's going on um well all i can think is make sure you download my ebook yes absolutely (laughs) because that will that will take you through a bit of a process and um you know just as a way in to just to start to just delve into this stuff and I found it fantastic. I did all the exercises in it and I gave you that feedback just when it blew my mind. I loved it. Um, And that's when I I decided I needed to have you come on. So for sure, Uh, everybody should download the ebook. Yeah, thank you. Um, Yeah, I'm just trying to think what else else I could say that's of use. Um, Yeah, I think we've covered it. Like know thyself. It's just so powerful, you know, to really understand who we are, who we came here to be and yeah like understanding those around us and yeah yeah, I think a a beautiful key takeaway from today for me anyway and I hope for the listeners too is to also find out your moon find out your moon sign is it find out where your feminine is so that you can when you're focused when you've got the opportunity for self-care you can really focus on the bits that nourish you the most right now Let's be super efficient with the time that we have. And I love, I love that idea. Um, So if ever you do another ebook around (laughs) self-care for your moon sign, let me know. You totally inspired me actually. Um, Like that's my next one. And we're currently at at time of recording. We're in cancer season right now, actually. So that's ruled by the moon and that's the time it's ruled by the moon and the mother and the feminine. So it's a great time for all of us to be sort of coming within and nourishing ourselves. Yeah, it's, it's always important, but yeah. I love that. Thank you, Stacey. Thanks so much for coming on. Now, how can people find sure. you after after they've listened to this and they want to know more? How can they come and find you? My website is stacysmart.com, so Stacey with an E-Y. And I'm on Instagram. I think it's Stacey's Astrology and Rhythm and Facebook. Stacey's Astrology. I've got all different names, but if you look up Stacey Smart or Stacey's Astrology, you should be able to find me somewhere. Beautiful. And we'll put the links yeah. in the show notes as well to make it super easy. Thanks so much, awesome. Stacey. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks to you too, Becca. Thanks for listening. I hope you took something of value out of this episode. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and you can find me on the web at dodivorceright.com or on Instagram at dodivorceright.com. 
I look forward to connecting with you there.